At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Parachko with you today. Minnesota Tim, the PGA Tour is back underway with the winner of the Colonial Invitation, whatever. Charles Schwab Challenge is what it was called. What do you think? Yes. Oh, Hank, man. So when I was watching the Charles Schwab challenge, yeah, the first thing that came into my mind when the players <laughs> got the whole 16, 17, and 18 yeah. was the amount of choke jobs oh, that man. was happening. It wasn't just Tommy Fleetwood. Remember Tommy Fleetwood? He choked in the Honda Classic. And um, <laughs> you said he didn't. Yeah. And, you know, we went, we continued to go back and forth on that. Yeah. And this wasn't just one player. Xander, Bryson, Justin Rose, Colin Morikawa, well, Jordan Spieth. Whoa, 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 whoa. How did Justin Rose choke? I mean, leaving his putt short? Yeah. Well, I mean, all right. You want me to start in on this? I don't know. Do whatever I'm you def- want. I'm going to defend. I'm going to defend Justin Rose for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, he talked about because he left his putt short on the last hole. He had the putt to, to uh, tie, and, and you know he ended up uh, losing by a shot. Would have gotten him in a playoff. Would have been a three-way playoff. Here's the thing: when you stand over a putt, 
you you have to take the normal mindset that you have. This is what Justin Rose explained afterwards. You can't just get up there and say, okay, I don't want to leave this short and then hit it too hard because every putt you hit, you have to marry the speed and the, the, the distance or the speed and the direction, okay? The distance and the direction. And if you all of a sudden just say to yourself, I, I, whatever I do, don't leave this short, your tendency will be to hit it too hard. And if you do that, then you have to adjust and play less breaks. So now you're doing something totally different than what you would normally do. So the best way to make a putt is to try to hit the ball the right speed. And this is, you know, all the pros think the same way. You saw this at the Champions for Charity match where Phil Mickelson was paired up with, with Tom Brady. And he kept giving Tom Brady the instructions Get your speed right. Hit the putt the right speed. Knowing that if you hit the putt the right speed, you have a chance to make the putt. If you don't hit the putt the right speed, the only chance you have is is to miss your read or your starting point by the same amount that you've missed the speed and you have now some combination of, okay, I hit it too hard, but I didn't play enough break and then I made the putt. Not not the best way to putt if you're a great putter like a touring pro is. So they have to try to hit the putt the right speed. And that's that's number one. You can't just stand up there and say, don't leave it short and then hit it you know, 12 inches too hard, and then you miss your line. So that's what Justin Rose did. And he left it left it just short. And I will comment a lot of times when I'm playing with the amateurs or watching amateur golfers, you know, play, and they'll hit a putt, and they'll hit it dead on the hole and leave it an inch short. And I, I will invariably tell them, nice try, good putt. I mean, that was one inch from being perfect. Whereas... Sometimes people hit a putt and they'll hit it like four feet too hard and it runs over the edge of the cup and they think they just missed. And I'm like, I mean, you hit it way too hard. Yeah, it almost, you know, went over the cup. It wouldn't have gone in even if it even if it did because it was going so fast. And it's just not the it's not the best way to putt. So I I give him a, a slack on 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 that. Okay, uh, I'm going to give Justin Rose slack on that, and I agree with his explanation that he had after after the round. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to defend Justin Rose on that. He he shot 66 the last round, uh, 68, 66 the last two rounds, and that was uh, a pretty pretty strong performance by him, especially given the fact that uh, you know so far this year he's done nothing, which is is like a, he had said a big big bunch of nothing. Now we've had this big break, and he's and he's obviously come out to play. But before this, he'd missed three out of the last four cuts, and this is his, you know, one, uh, you know, top top ten. He was two hundred fifth on the FedEx Cup going into the the uh, Charles Schwab uh, Invitational. Or what is this thing called? Challenge. challenge. So whatever. Yeah. Charles Schwab Challenge. Uh, so I give him some slack. Now let's go. Let's talk about the other guys. Okay, who else, who else she got choking? Oh well, we got Xander, the um, putt on seventeen, the what two footer, that was and then a bad you putt. have um, was, Colin Morikawa on seventeen as well. They were both on seventeen. Yeah, Shoffley. Well, Shoffley's iron shot where he hits it left into the water too on whatever hole that was. That was fourteen yeah, or something. I mean, 
15. 15. Okay. And that, you know, the pin was over on the right and he's in the water on the left. I mean, that is a bad shot. I mean, that is mm. a really bad shot. He came, came back, made a nice putt. Um, you know, the, the, the putt on 17 though, that was not good. I mean, you know, listen, he's a, he's a, a statistically a very good player. He's, you know, high ranking in terms of the, the world, uh, rankings. I mean, going into uh, Colonial, he was he was twelfth. Right. You know, I mean, he's 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 a he's a great player. You know, he's 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 you know one of those guys you got to keep an eye on for sure. But that was not a good putt, and you know he makes a lot of putts. It seems seems like I mean, he made one on on fifteen. He made one on sixteen. But you know he he, he didn't. He, that was not good on on seven. I, I don't know what you call when you miss short putts like that. It's not good. Uh, you know I think back to you know Tiger Woods and Mark O'Meara, two you know players that I spent the most time around, and I you know in both of their careers, you know you know and, you know I'm not comparing Mark to Tiger, but Mark is a Hall of Famer. In both of those careers, I don't ever remember them missing a putt like that when you know a tournament was on the line. That was that was not a good putt. There's no doubt about it. Okay, I want I want I want you to uh, analyze this theory and if there's any weight behind it or not. So I shared this with Jeff Shackelford as well on the Shack Show, okay. and I want to hear what you have to say about it. So my theory about the short putts that Colin Morikawa and Xander Shoffley choked over is. The fact that for the last three months, these guys have been playing at their home courses. They have not been playing on the PGA Tour because there was no PGA Tour to play on. So they've been picking up short putts and going on to the next hole and calling it good. So they haven't had any practice with these short putts, so they missed them. Well, that's uh, that's the excuse that Spieth used uh, at, during the first or second round when he missed some short ones, including a four-putt. Yeah, which, you know, is nice. I mean, it sounds good. I mean, one of those explanations that sounds good, especially if you say it fast. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, Shoffley through the, the uh, you know, beginning of the year, the first 10 tournaments, whatever, he's 115th from four feet in. He, was, he hadn't missed from three feet. So that's his first miss from that distance all season now all season is what 11 tournaments pretty good though i mean i 230 attempts from three feet and in, uh, going into uh colonial i mean he hadn't missed yet but he, he missed missed that one and there, i think there's there definitely could be something to that I mean, Spieth's a different story, though. Spieth, Spieth has problem on short putts, and we know that. I mean, you can just you can sit there and look at his at his putts. You can see his hand uh, occasionally quiver on short putts. Uh, that's a yip. Oh. It, it, it's plain as is. Yep. Oh, well, you know, nobody will ever say that, but it's plain as day if you're watching. It, it doesn't affect him on longer putts. He's 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 putting you know very very good and, and making a, a a bunch of putts, but it, it's plain as day on the short putts. If you know what you're looking looking for, it's it's just, it's just right there staring you in the face. Now, having said that, Spieth finished first for the week in putting. 
Uh, and, and that's remarkable. I mean, just think about that for a second. Because, I mean, how many short putts did he miss? Well, I mean, quite a few. I mean, I... I mean, I don't know. I can remember four offhand, and I, I, I didn't like watch every single hole that he played. Yeah, but he, but he, he had a four wiggle in there, and then a couple other shorties he missed for sure. And and yet, you miss four putts at least inside of four feet, and you finish first for the week in putting. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible, really. Now that that is, uh, but he used that same that same reasoning, that same logic as what he said. And he he said that, you know, I, I've been playing with my friends and they're giving me all those putts. Uh, I mean, I understand they're his friends, but I don't know why anybody would ever give him a short putt. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it, it, he could miss them, and he needs to practice them too. That's a, that's a, that is a that is a good, a good point. That, that is a good point. Now I don't know, you know. Uh, you mentioned uh, Morikawa, and you know he he missed a couple. I mean that what Putty had on eighteen. Well, first off, he got lucky as all get out on eighteen. He drives it in the middle of the trees, and it somehow kicks down into the fairway. That's the break of all breaks. Now you you have to capitalize on good breaks, and he did. He had a great iron shot in there, tremendous iron shot on eighteen. Now he's got a. Six footer maybe to win, and that's a slight right to left putt, which is the easiest putt you can get for a right-handed player. No speed issues. I mean, it wasn't like straight downhill or anything. And he misses that. That wasn't good. Then he misses the short one in the playoff. I mean, after just a horrendous iron off the tee. I mean, he hits it over where he's got to chip out. Now, you're just talking, I don't know what he hit off that tee. That that hole's like, I think, a five or six iron off the tee, and he couldn't come close to getting that in the fairway. Yeah, yeah you, you probably got a point point to, to pressure there. But when you, you look at his game, and he's he's a, you know, he's an up-and-comer. There's no doubt about it. I mean, everybody's looking at him. Uh, you know he's 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 got got the the game seemingly, but so far, you know for this year, and it's, you know it's a it's a short season. I mean I you know I, I get it, but uh, going into Colonial, 174th in in putting and 192nd in three putt avoidance, you're not going to be a you know consistent winner on the PJ Tour. If you're 174th in putting and 192nd in three putt avoidance, it's just not. I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to improve in, in that area. Now, the rest of his game, you know, he's eighth strokes gained T to green. I mean, that's really good. Um, uh, approach strokes gained approach shot to the green fourth. And you look at where he was this week at Colonial. He finished second T to green and uh, third in approach shots to the green. And the difference was the putting. I mean, it, it wasn't bad, but he was 18th and 18th in putting. And you look at uh, Daniel Berger, who, who also played. Well, this is one of those weeks when, when guys played really good and, and a bunch of guys played really good. And then it just it came down to, to you know, just a, a couple putts here and there. Uh, but Daniel Berger, fourth strokes gained tee to green. And uh, fifth in uh, strokes gained approach shot to the green, and he finished eighth in putting, uh, as opposed to 
uh, Morikara, who was 18th in putting, and that, that that's your difference there. And then you, you look at Bryson DeChambeau, who finished uh, a stroke back. He was 41st in putting. And awful around the greens. Ooh, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. No, it, it not not good. Uh, ball striking wise, though, he was first tee to green and first off the tee. Mm. You know, well, I mean, it, 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 yeah, statistics pretty much tell the story. They always do. I got some more of those I want to go through with you. So let's we'll take a little break here from our sponsors. Let me remind everybody that you can go to Haney University, and uh, we've got a Father's Day special on these uh, pull carts that everybody's wanting to get. You can't find them anywhere. They're sold out every every place, sold out Amazon.com, sold out in shops. And this quick fold is the best uh, pull cart there's, and we got a Father's Day special on there. So go there and check it out, HaneyUniversity.com. You can check that out. And you can also find my new book there, uh, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. Give you some great tips. Tim's studying that book up, and it's uh, helped him shoot his career around at uh, Shadowbrook the other day. 85. 85. 85. 85. Yes, sir. 85. There you go. All right. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Tim, I mentioned how well these these guys played, and you you look at the statistics. Daniel Berger ends up winning in the playoff, and he was fourth strokes gained tee to green. Uh, Colin Morikawa uh, second strokes gained tee to green. And Bryson DeChambeau loses by a stroke. He was first strokes gained tee to green. 
Justin Rose loses by a stroke. He was uh, ninth strokes gained tee to green, sixth in putting. So he had a good putting week for him, best putting week of the year for him so far. Uh, Shoffley loses by a stroke. He was third strokes gained tee to green. And then you got Jason Kokrak, who finished with a 64, and he loses by a stroke, and he was eighth strokes gained tee to green. So you look at that, what is that? The top is top six guys, and every one of them was ninth or better strokes gained tee to green. Now, it's a ball strikers course. It's one of the reasons that, you know, they call it Hogan's Alley, and it, it, it just – it's known to be a golf course where you have to strike your ball around it. And, you know, the, the players that did well did, did just that. I mean, that's, uh, that, that, that's the, the, the bottom line. I mean, they, they, they hit the ball. But then at the end, it came down to the, you know, uh, putting, the three putts, the missed short putts. And like I always say, uh, penalty shots, two chips and three putts. Uh, in the last uh, round, Xander Shoffley, uh, one three-putt, one penalty shot, and uh, loses by one. And there you go, right there. It's just it's pretty much, you know, that you can you can pretty much go through every tournament and you can find that whole thing. Uh, you know, short miss by uh, Morikawa on the uh, playoff hole. Miss short miss on 18 for the win. Berger makes the putt on 18. You know, Bryson DeChambeau lamented about his putting, 41st in putting for the week. That's not going to get it. Not when you got all these other guys that, that uh, had good putting weeks and good ball striking weeks. But this is one of those tournaments that, that was hard to win. And it's hard to win because you know how I always say you have to be able to parlay – a good ball striking week with a good putting week. Well, you know, Berger top 10 on both ball striking and putting. Uh, the same thing with with uh, uh, Justin Rose. Uh, same thing, well, well, Shoffley was third and 15th. Uh, he was close. Uh, Kokrak was eighth and uh, seventh, putting and, and uh, you know, tee to green eighth and putting seventh. So he had a lot of guys that that you know had the the combo that you need to win. And then it kind of boils down to you know do you hit the clutch shots or do and do you you know maybe get a get a good break? I, I would have to agree with with your assessment. Though. I knew I, when I was watching this going on, I'm like, oh my god, Tim's going to be all over this choking thing, <laughs> and uh, it, it it wasn't good. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the guy, the, the you know, it's not like it's a they, they quickly dismiss it. Like when you you see the guys get interviewed and they talk about how you know I got to take the positive from this week, and I had so many good positives, and then you know. I, I know I hit that bad shot or that bad putt, but you know I had so many, did so many good things, and I'm really going to be ready to go next week. And it's just a, it's just you know that, that that's just the player speak. It's the what would a sports psychologist tell me to say at this moment, and then they just kind of say it, and that's that's what they do. But no doubt about it, um, when you walk away. 
And I think in, in particular, I don't, I don't think, you know, DeChambeau feels bad about things. I don't think Justin Rose feels bad about things. I don't think Kokrak feels bad about things. Shooting 64 the last round just wasn't quite enough. Justin Rose, 66, just wasn't quite enough. But I think uh, Colin uh, Morikawa and Shoffley, they will they will look back and they will say that, man, I did not finish. Hmm. You know, call call whatever you want. Now, you would call that a choke. <laughs> yeah, of course I would. Uh, but, of course. Uh, yeah, and I think in, in – uh, you know, it'd be hard. It's hard to defend it uh, after after what we watched there, for sure. I believe Bryson DeChambeau feel. I, I I would disagree with you on one thing about Bryson DeChambeau feeling good about things. So I was surprised about a couple of things. One okay. was that he said he didn't practice or play or do anything in quarantine except for drink five or six protein shakes a day and put <laughs> he, together a he, highlight. He video. definitely hit balls. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't just drink protein shakes for three months and come out and hit and finish first strokes gain T degree. Come on. Well, well, that's what he said in his post round interview uh, with Nance. What do you believe everything these guys say? No. Wait, he, he said he hadn't played a lot of eighteen hole rounds or something. Well, whatever. Know, but on what seventeen, on seventeen, he's sitting in the fairway, I believe, yeah. or off or whatever, okay. and he just completely overshoots the green. He had the okay. big birdie on fifteen, birdied fourteen and fifteen. Well, he wasn't He's first off. He good. wasn't in the fairway. He was in the rough. He was in the first cut of rough. He thought he hit the ball. He thought he hit a perfect off the tee. He thought he had a perfect shot. It took a bounce. It went in the first cut of rough. When you're in the rough, you, you get grass around the ball. It's hard to get clean contact with the club on the back of the ball. When you get grass in between the club and the ball, you'll you'll catch a little bit of a jumper, a little bit of a flyer where you don't get enough spin on the ball and it comes out kind of like a knuckleball and it tends to go too far. Uh, that's a shot that you, know, you you have to strike just perfectly. You got to purposely take a little bit off of it. Maybe you got to read the lie a little bit better and, and be careful with it. You know, play for the middle of the green in case it jumps on you. You know, all different things you could do. And, you know, he's, he's, he's a young player still. He's still, still learning. He said that. And, and I, I would blame that more on, on that than anything that that's, that's not a, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that on a choke. A guy thinks he hit a, a great shot off the tee and he thinks he hit a good shot on the second shot and it just jumps on him and goes too far. Uh, he, I don't, I don't think you can, you can lay that in the choke category. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's borderline. I'm not going to call it a choke, <laughs> but it's pretty close because Hogan's his guy. He loves his Hogan. I'm wearing the Hogan what does that hat. Have to do with what does that have to do with anything? Because it adds pressure to win on Hogan's alley. The hand. Oh, geez. Because he's got a hat on? He never met Ben Hogan. Yeah, that's true. But he's got his hat on and everything. But, okay, on a serious note. <laughs> Hogan se- never wore a hat with a Puma logo on the front. Well, whatever. Same thing. All right, on a serious Bryson DeChambeau question note. So when I was watching him in the third round specifically, he had a chip, and it was a difficult shot because he had it over the bunker, onto the green. He was um, in the rough, so it was a tough shot. But he put it right in the bunker, I believe, in the third round. And I look at his statistics, Hank, and he's 60th around the green. That's terrible. And then I look at Bryson DeChambeau's size and how big he is. He's like Hulk Hogan playing on the PGA Tour. 
it, it, it makes me question if playing like Hulk Hogan changes his feels and his rhythm and his ability to hit shots around the green close to the pin. Does that change anything? That's a theory people have. Uh, I don't know if he was lighting it on fire around the greens before he he bulked up uh, thirty pounds or forty pounds or whatever whatever uh, he was he's he's coming in at he's he's coming in heavy. There's no doubt about it. Seventy fifth around the greens coming into the tournament. Okay, and then uh, last year, hundred and fifteenth. Okay, so he's improved. He's improved from last year. Yeah. All right. But he wasn't this big at the beginning of the year. Well, I know. I mean, you you can, you know, some people have that theory. I don't know if it's warranted, to be honest with you. I I don't don't really get, yeah, I don't think there's any tests or uh, that prove that if you get lift weights, you're going to have less feel. And some of it's technique, too. It's not just, it's just not, not just, you know, feel. I mean, it's a theory. It's a theory people have. It's not one I necessarily agree with, you know, because I because I, I can't prove it. You know, I, there's no way to prove it. It's just a, it's just a hypothetical theory people have. Yeah. yeah. And then Gary um, Woodland lost 25 pounds. It went yeah, the exact yeah. opposite direction. Yeah, and a lot of times people will say that's gonna you know mess up your timing and it's gonna mess up. And a lot of guys think they can't hit it as good and they, uh, you know, their balance is different and whatever. They got all different kinds of, you know, things that they talk about. Well, I mean, he, you know, he had a good, a good week, uh, finished, you know, ninth and, you know, that's, that, that's, that's pretty darn good. I mean, he, he was 10th strokes gained T to green, you know, 16th and putting, you know, you're not, it's, it's, there's just a, those are great statistics, but they're just not good enough at this tournament when so many guys had, you know, really, really good statistics. I mean, really good. I mean, it's just it's, it's an exceptional tournament. You won't see tournaments like this where we, we go through these statistics all the time when we analyze terms. You just don't ever see them like this. I mean, Berger, a fourth t- strokes gained T to green, eighth in putting. Uh, Colin Morica, second strokes gained tee to green, 18th in putting. DeChambeau, first strokes gained tee to green, 41st in putting. Okay, that's a, there's a big gap there. But Justin Rose, uh, ninth in uh, tee to green, sixth in putting. Shoffley, third tee to green, 15th in putting. Kokrak, seventh uh, putting, eighth tee to green. It's just, it, it's so many guys right there. And that's just a, you know, I mean, that's that's just a tournament to, to to win. You have to be doing something really, really special. You know, Gary Willen had a good good week, but it wasn't it was, there wasn't enough to it. Not 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 when there's that many guys. This was a hard week to win. It was a really hard week to win and because there's so many guys brought a game ball striking and a game putting too. Now, I want to talk about some of the big names. And my analysis of of uh, them when we come back on the uh, Hank Any podcast, we'll uh, take a word from our sponsors and also uh, tell you about Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. I got a nice uh, email there, to, uh, message, Tim. You sent it to me. Somebody had forwarded it to you. Yeah, you want me to read it? Yeah, I do. 
All right. So, yeah, I got this message on Twitter, and um, I'm not even going to attempt to say this guy's name um, because I don't exactly know what his pronunciation is. We don't want to pay him for an endorsement. We'll just read the message. Right. So he goes, voodoo is the real deal. I tore my ACL 16 years ago and never got surgery because I couldn't afford to be off work for three to five months. Over the years, there are days I feel no pain and days it's difficult to walk. I deliver over 130 stops a day at work. It has been an absolute lifesaver. Wow. Okay. See, there you go. Well, let's not, let's, let's not paint a picture that it's going to fix your torn ACL, but it, it, it definitely helps with uh, pain reduction and inflammation reduction. And it's a great product. And you can try it for free. All you got to do is go to voodoopainrelief.com and you can get a free two-week supply. And uh, a lot of people are doing that. Take me up on the offer. And they're all ended up uh, reordering a second time, which tells you something. The return rate is next to nothing. The reorder rate is off the charts. And the testimonials are too. So go there and uh, check it out. Voodoopainrelief.com. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Minnesota Tim, you got something for me, I guess. Yeah, Hank. So I have been sitting on this for the entire podcast, and I was just waiting for the right moment <laughs> to share this with you, okay? Okay. So when Rory McIlroy was on the 14th hole, and he was on the green, <laughs> oh, and he was five under par. And well, he, I know uh, right where you're going with this. And, I, wrote, uh, I wrote this down, too. 
Oh and I think God. Ian Baker Finch came on the telecast oh, and man. said, "We're thinking exactly the same." <laughs> well, well, you want to take it from here? No, no. You tell. It. Go ahead. You got. I know right, right. where you're going with this. Well, of course. So Roy McIlroy's five under par. He's playing terrible. He's having one of the worst days he's ever had. In fact, Justin Ray um, on Twitter tweeted out an amazing statistic. He says, "This is Roy's first finish." outside the top five in a PGA Tour event since August 18th of last year, which was wow. 302 days ago. But Chuck anyway. 41 on the front nine. Oh, man. Par 35, by the way. Oof. Yeah. Not man, good. that's like a Minnesota. Okay, so, so Ian Baker Finch's comment. Yeah. So Ian Baker Finch comes on CBS. Rory McIlroy is five under par, and he's on the green. <laughs> Ian Baker, <laughs> Ian Baker Finch goes, you never know. He could finish birdie, 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 birdie and get back to 10 under par. <laughs> yeah, and lose by six or five. <laughs> I mean, what? what he's, he is such a nice guy, Ian Baker Finch. He is incapable of saying anything that is not 100% positive. Like he just cannot, he cannot say Rory McIlroy's just having a horrible day. I mean, you could even say he's having a horrible day. Hey, it happens to even to the best of them. You know, he got off to a bogey start. I drove it perfect on the first hole, par five, and uh, struggled and makes bogey on the on the easiest hole on the golf course. The first hole is a you know a hole that he's got driver iron into. And he makes bogey there, and it's just been rough the whole rest of the way. He shoots 41 on the front nine, and this tournament is over. Mm. This tur- Well, as a matter of fact, this tournament was over halfway through the front nine. First hole. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, pretty much the first hole was over. To say that, what, what, what he says is just, it's, it's, it's why, I mean, I swear to God, I got to turn the sound down. I just can't, I, I can't take it. The, this, it, it's it's so sugar coated. It everything is just sugar, 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 sugar. And like you're saying, I mean, we're sitting there watch these guys uh, on the last couple holes. I mean, I don't know how you can call it anything other than what you call it, Tim. I mean, I I, I didn't agree with some of the times when you've said this, but I mean that was not good yesterday at Colonial, at the finish for these guys. And yet nobody could ever, nobody says one thing. Not one thing. Not one negative thing. Nothing. Nobody, you know, it's just great to be alive, you know, (laughs) which it is. No, it is great to be alive. But, I mean, you're supposed to be commentating on on a sporting event. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, but that that took the cake. I wrote that down too. I said, "This, oh my god, yeah." I'm like, "What's the purpose of that statement?" That was funny. He could bury the last five holes and get back to where he was. Yeah, and lose by five. <laughs> He's the best player in the world. He hasn't finished outside the top five in in you know in a year, and and, and or is it even longer than that? And and three hundred and two days. Okay, three hundred almost a year. He, he hasn't finished outside the top five. And, and 
and you're going to congratulate him because he gets back to where he started? Do you think that? Do you think when Rory McIlroy uh, went to sleep on Saturday night, he was thinking, "Man, if I could just you know shoot even par tomorrow, it'll be a great day." I mean, he's thinking he's going to win the tournament. Anything short of that, you know, now what happens is, is you go out there, you're Rory McIlroy, you've got in your mind you're going to win the tournament. You're going to go out there, you're going to shoot 64, 65, you're going to win the tournament. He's clearly very, very capable of it. And and it gets off to just a terrible start, and then things just kind of snowball. And then it, 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 you quickly become aware of the fact that you're not going to win the tournament. And then at that point, it's hard to turn around because there's really nothing to play for. And you're like, okay, do I try to, you know, now now that I've shot myself out of it, can I – can I backdoor a, a top 10, you know, and, and and what does that really mean at this point anyways? And, you know, it, it, it just, but they can't say it. The announcers cannot say it. It just, it's just, everything is just sugar coat, sugar coat, sugar coat. Yeah. And Matthew thing. Fitzpatrick took a little shot at the announcer. So Matthew Fitzpatrick played in the tournament. Um, he shot six under par as did Rory McIlroy. And, Matt, and uh, when, when, when Fitzpatrick was done, he put out a tweet and he goes, commentators saying the greens are firming up. I know I'm not out there right now, but they have been too beat, but they, but they would have to be dry for six months for them to be firm out there he, and with a laughing emoji. <laughs> Although they did look like they were turning blue. I mean, and some of them were like, I mean, bent grass greens, yeah, a hot, you know, summer week, and they've got the fans off, or not as much water on them. I mean, but they they were they they definitely were not firm though, because I mean, guys were hitting shots like like for instance, uh, the, the back left pin over the bunker on eighteen. Bryson DeChambeau out of the left rough. I know he bombed it down there, so he's hitting a, a, a high lofted club. But anyway, you look at it. I mean, to stop that ball like that, that's just not. That, that that just doesn't happen on firm greens, and so that 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 is a good point. Yeah. Plus, Justin Rose left it short on the putt, and Xander yeah. Shoffley also. It was going dead center on eighteen to tie it up at fifteen under par. It ended up about two feet short. Yeah. 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 Good point. Good point. All right. Let's talk about some other guys. Uh, Your know, weeks. Uh, Patrick Reed. Uh, grinded out another top 10, fifth uh, top 10 uh, this year. That's uh, pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the guy's a, a that guy is the he is a grinder. I mean, he is an achiever. He gets the most out of I mean, look at okay, he finished uh, what he finished 30th uh, in putting to T to green 23rd. 38th and approach shot to the green. You heard all the statistics I rattled off before. Okay. And he ends up somehow only losing by, uh, you know, a couple shots. I mean, I don't know how he, he did that. Yeah. 13 under par. Yeah. But he, he, he gets a lot out of it. I mean, he's got, he, he needs to, he needs to strike the ball better. If he improves his golf swing, if he improves his ball striking, he really – he is a tough competitor. He's great around the greens. He's a great putter. He's just got to – he's got to hit it better. 
You know, I mean, if he if he does, he's he's he could even be better. But he's 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 working his way up the world rankings, isn't he? Yeah. So he remember when he called himself a top five player yeah. on the PGA Tour? Well, he's number six after the Charles Schwab Challenge, okay. and that's the highest world golf ranking he's ever had. He 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 thinks he's he he thinks he's better than sixth. I mean, his statistics don't say that. His ball striking doesn't say that, but he believes it. I would take him over Kepka right now in a tournament that wasn't a major. Well, I don't. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I, he Kepka is not. He he did not write the ship. Some guys got the ship going in a better direction. Uh, one of them was Justin Rose. Another one was Jordan Spieth. Got it going a little bit better, but little little smoke and mirrors. Forty uh, seventh strokes gained tee to green. Not taking anything away from it, but that's not going to get it. Uh, first in putting, and you know you you come up with you know he, he had a, a rough uh, finish, but but you know I mean hey it was his third top ten. He got in there on the on the top ten. You know tenth tied for tenth. You know, 68-71 on the weekend was better than you thought he was going to do, better than a lot of people thought he was going to do, Tim, on the weekend. Yeah. He struggled yeah, with for that. Sure. Um, I I probably thought he had the 71 on Saturday. When he got the 68, I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe, he's, maybe he can get a little something going, but he just doesn't hit it good enough. I mean, I, I don't know what else you can say. Yeah, he's just all over the place. I mean, he, he really has is. no consistency to his game. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, fifty-six and uh, strokes gained approach shot. It's just not not good. I mean, I, that's that's a you know, like if you look at him and you say, okay, hey, top ten, he's 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 turned it around. Nah. First in putting, he's had he's had hasn't he had a couple tournaments like that where he just blitzed it on the putting? Yeah. Yeah. Where was the other one? Another top ten he had this year. I think he finished Pebble first. Beach. He was he blitzed it on the putting there too. Yeah. Tied for ninth there. Tied for ninth, but I think he was like first in putting that week too. Right up there, I know. And, he, and he, you know, he's 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 getting ninths and tenths out of it. When you have the week when you're first in putting, you gotta you have to win that tournament. And he's he's not not close to it. So I mean, you can't take it all away from him. You gotta say it's better. At least he got the top ten. But you know what? I I didn't realize he hasn't won in three years. 2017 Open Championship. Jeez, that's kind of amazing. Mm. Jeez. Kepka, you know, not good. I mean, tied for 32nd, six under par. And he's another one statistically that's just having a horrible year. Uh, He putted better and he's been putting, you know, before the uh, corona break, he wasn't putting good at all, so he's putted better. Finished 11th in putting, but 56 tee to green, that's not any good. 67th uh, strokes gained approach out to the green, that's not any good. And off the tee, 30th, that's you know not terrible, but that that's not great either. Um, 32nd, you know that's not 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 very good. That's his best finish of the year. Mm. Now, you know, he's been hurt the whole thing. These majors can't get here fast enough, but he's better get some get some game going before the for the majors. I mean, not, you know, he he can't just only play the majors. I mean, maybe he can. <laughs> maybe I mean uh-huh. 
It just he's seems like, I don't know. He does, but I mean, he actually doesn't. He, he play, he, he's, he's had a lot of good tournaments in his career besides the majors, but this year he hasn't. And I don't think, you know, I, I, it'd be a, a tall ask to think that he's just going to show up the majors with the game that he's had this year and, and be a factor. I just don't see it happening. He's going to, he's got to get something going. He, he needs, he needs a little something. He doesn't need a lot because he'll gain confidence fast. But he needs a good tournament, you know, something that gives him some signs because his ball striking is not not where it needs to be for sure. I'm struggling, Hank, right now. I'm struggling because I, I'm just so depressed about Tom Lehman's 74 <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> he had 65 on Thursday. I know. I was so hyped. I thought he was going to win. You thought he was going to win because he's from Minnesota. Well, yeah. I thought he would beat the old men. Like, I mean, Bernard Langer, mm-hmm. David Frost, Keith Clearwater, Roland Brown. <laughs> we beat most of them. Both those guys are terrible. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good first round. Second round, not good. It's amazing. You shoot 65 first round and go home after the second round. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you beat Phil. Yeah, Phil Phil didn't do great either. No, he's, 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 he's got an MC. You know, even par, your MC, John Rahm, even par, MC. Uh, Ricky, mic'd up, plus two. Uh, Dustin Johnson, man, he's not, his game's not good either. I mean, he, he's, and, and here's the problem that some of these guys have. You know, they go from this week to, uh, you know, Colonial, which is, you know, it's, it's not typically a bomber's course. You know, I mean, they, and, and these guys want to get right. I mean, Rom wants to get right. You know, Dustin Johnson wants to get right. Kepka wants to get right. And Rory had 30, you know, tied for 32nd. That's not up to his expectations. He wants to get right. And all those guys, you know, now next week they got, they've got uh, Hilton Head. That's another little one. His iron's off the tee. It's just, it's not. It's not a bomber's course by any stretch of the imagination. Well, that's not great. Then they got the Travelers, which long hitters have done good there. Um, and then you got Rocket Mortgage, Detroit Golf Club, probably, you know, lets you hit it a little bit. And then you got back-to-back Memorial Weeks, so the Workday Substitute Tournament and, and then a Memorial so, so some of the guys, the long hitters, you know, like the Kepkas, the uh, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, you know, Rory. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, they, they would hope that Memorial was starting pretty soon. What you're going to see is now, you, now they go to Hilton Head, and then, you know, for some guys, the hole they're in uh, can get a little deeper. And the two guys with the biggest, uh, you know, struggle to dig out of the hole, I think would be Kepka and Dustin Johnson based on the fact that the golf course they're going to this week, if those guys are playing, I don't even know if they're playing, but if those guys, I know Dustin Johnson will be because he represents RBC. And they're going to a golf course that just is not really one there where they want to go and get brand new. Not a, not a good course for them. So. Anyway, that's my analysis right there. Loved it. I'm glad you came over to my side too. It was kind of fun. Yeah, that was there, there, there was some uh, there there was some choking going on down there. Woo-hoo! 
man, yeah. I'm going to print that off and yeah. print that on my wall. Yeah, that was not good. Um, call it whatever you want. You can sugarcoat it, but it wasn't good. It was, it was, uh, it was hard to watch. But, you know, I mean, it's not – these guys are not the most experienced players. I mean, they're not. I mean, you know, Shoffley's had good success, but, he, you know, he's he's still young. Morikara is young. I mean, he's, he, he you know, very young. He's only 23 years old. He's, he's, you know, he's just getting there. He's getting his feet wet and stuff. So, you know, it, it can – there's a lot of great ones you can point to that had trouble – finishing at, at the beginning of their career. And Tom Watson's one that comes to mind, you know, very quickly because, you know, he he had trouble at the start and then, you know, he became one of the greatest players ever. So that, that doesn't mean that it won't happen. Experience means a lot. And at least they got some experience from, from being there. But uh, Daniel Berger, he's the winner. And uh, he's back. <laughs> I don't know where he was, but he's back. He's definitely back from where he was because where he was was uh, like 2019 was 131st on the FedEx Cup. That's not good. And then you know, he's back on the winner's circle. But, you know, when you look at him, 2018, he was 70th. 2017, he was 16th. 2016, he was 26. So in his mind, he's, he's, he's back to where he should be. And, you know, you, you you know, it makes you think that last year was an aberration, one bad year. Now he's back in the winner's circle. There you go. All right, Tim, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate it. Hope everybody has a great day. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Go to HaneyUniversity.com to sign up so you can receive my free golf tips there. And uh, you can also get some of the great specials that we have on there. We got the uh, the quick fold pull card on a little Father's Day special. So go check that out if you've been in search of a pull card. Tim Tim's a fan of the pull card. Big Did you play fan. Shadowbrook this weekend, by the way? Did you get any golf in or not? Uh, no, no golf in. I had to recover from my 85. I, <laughs> I'm just I'm just basking in the greatness. Are you going to play 85. this week? Or are you playing this week, Uncle Tyler or cousin Tyler, or Uncle Tom? Who's who, who you got going? Yeah, going I'm sure. I'll, I'll, anyway? I'll, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to get out there this week and try to repeat that 85 for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. You going to be thinking about what I told you to do? Of course. You're not going low and slow. No. What did you tell me again? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. Write it down. Let's try, try to get that swing going out to right field a little more and square the face a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll be on your way. All right. Email your questions at hankhaneygolfandoutlook.com. Send your golf swings in to golfschools at hankhaney.com. And one of my guys will give you a quick analysis and something to work on. It's absolutely free. You can do it as many times as you want. Golfschools at hankhaney.com. And most importantly, hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be there every day with the Hank Kenny Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Kenny Podcast. The Hank Kenny Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.